0: what's up everyone and happy new year we are back with district baseball starting off with our player rankings in 2024 today we are covering catchers as we do every year but this is our first year doing it for district baseball we got a little uh, change up going on with, with how we uh, progress through our rankings so we'll cover all of that for the catcher position today but Trey what's going on
1: uh, nothing much just uh, once again we're just kind of waiting for stuff to happen this offseason right. it's just trickling in slow, slowly slow, but slow. Surely. Um but now this is our normal uh, thing that we always do we like to do our player rankings um, before yep. the season starts Um, for each position and uh, this will be a projection based list so we're going to be trying a little bit to predict who's going to do what in 2024 so don't you know it's not maybe top 10 catchers right this second but Mm -hmm. more so what we think uh, will happen in the next season Um, but yeah I think we can uh, we can we can go ahead and get right into the list I think
0: yeah and and I'll preface and I'll talk about this as we get through some of the, the guys on the list as well typically for catching it's been a little bit more subject. I mean, all of these rankings are subjective. That's the whole point of rankings, but like with catching in particular, it's, do you value defense more? Do you value offense more? Um, and I think both lines of thinking are valid because if you're getting offensive production from the catching position, that's kind of a plus. You don't really get that with a lot of guys who are good defensively and vice versa. Like if you get offensive production a lot of the times it's at the expense of defense you know there's only a couple of guys that can do both um so i will say that i leaned a little bit more defensive heavy with my list this this year you've always kind of been that way but i think you actually went maybe a little less defensive heavy yeah, than i was i was going a little bit more balanced this year yeah. I think,
1: uh, for, for me but you know defense is definitely the most important part of catching for sure
0: yeah for sure um but i think we have a pretty good list and at the top Of that list and arguably, you know, one of the best players in the league, even though he's what a really a second year player for all intents and purposes, Adley Rushman of the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, I don't know what's left to be said about this kid that hasn't already been been said, but a a 5.1 F4 last year, 20 home runs, 277, 374, 435. I mean, there's not much he doesn't do. Um, And and the thing I'll I'll say about Adley, again, I I don't need to like sell um, or like defend our our ranking at Adley at one. Um, He's not necessarily at the top of like the defensive metrics, whatever, you you know, metric you want to use to evaluate catching. But he's usually top 10 to top 15. But also, I, I haven't seen a catcher influence the entire team in quite some time like adley influences the orioles and a lot of that is because they you know kind of lack the star power and that's why i'm sure o's fans really want them to be more active in free agency uh keep wishing um (laughs) but you know you you look at the other stars like jt real muto uh, and we'll talk about him a little bit later but like when he was really in his prime I, i don't you didn't feel like the, the team wide impact and that's not a knock against JT. I'm just talking about how Adley has really taken over. The last guy I can think of in that regard is Buster Posey, like in the 2010s yeah. or like early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, And it would not shock me if Adley wins an MVP at some point during his career, like, especially, you know, with some like Shohei going to the NL and mm-hmm. some uh, Mike Trout, you know, going towards the end of this career, like the perennial top MVP vote getters, like the doors open for new guys that might have been overlooked um, to really slide in, and I think Adley can do that and would be deserving if that happened. Um, but yeah, he is the heart and soul Orioles, and like no question, one of the best players in the league.
1: Yeah, that's a good point about how the team kind of rallies around him specifically. Yeah. He has that in the that intangible effect, the energy. He's great at, at controlling the pitching staff. So uh, everything that you, everything you said is exactly what I would say. I mean, it's pretty much spot on. Great balanced catcher. He can hit. He can he can defend um, great discipline at the plate, walks at a 13 percent clip and doesn't really strike out much. Mm. Um, and he's a switch hitter as well, which is yeah. which is even even I more forget of a thing that which. Yeah. And that's that's you know, you think about switch hitting, you know, when he's hitting right handed and in Camden, I mean, you might as well take the homer out, out of play. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's a disadvantage that he has to deal with. And he's still uh, produced at that level. And the second year in a row he's produced at that level. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I still think his ceiling is higher. So um, I think Adley at number one is, is a perfectly
0: fine choice. Um, But either way, he's top three, no matter what. Yeah, that might be just, I'm doing a quick run through positions in my head, but I think Adley at one for catchers is like one of, if not the most universal universally agreed on ranking, you know, across, you know, podcasts or shows or whatever. I think everyone kind of agrees. Adley's at number one. Yeah. Well, he um, just hasn't shown anything worse
1: than this level. If this is yeah. his worst level, then like, right. uh, imagine how good he's going to get. So like, yeah. I mean, he's still such a young player. So exactly. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people are going to have him at the top.
0: Yeah agreed so no uh no shake up there for the district baseball boys but uh moving on to number two is a guy honestly a uh, hand up i've been on this this dude's camp or in this dude's camp for a while now on the the bandwagon so to speak but like in my catching rankings i almost forgot about him uh, about him a little bit because you know adley's getting all the hype and you know then you get the 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 old guard that is kind of slowly disappearing and jt is kind of the last one of that uh that old guard but will smith comes in at number two in our rankings and i think because you know adley gets all the hype and uh you know you you saw what gabriel moreno for example did in in the postseason um you know kept, there, there's all these new shiny toys at the catching position whereas yeah, will smith yeah. has been doing this for years now mm-hmm. uh, and at a high level (laughs) um like is he better than adley like is it a debate i don't think it's a necessarily strong one unless you want to use like sample size or volume then then i'm fine with it but like will smith is comfortably in that you know 1b tier um he's one of the reasons why the dodgers can like turn over the, the position players around him and and turn over the pitching staff because they have such a, a strong player at um you know a cornerstone position last year 19 home runs 261 359 438 with a 4.4 WAR i uh, there's not really it's a Will any Will Smith
1: season right there right it's a Will like Smith there's, season.
0: there's no part of his game that he he does poorly like he was fourth amongst catchers in defensive, defensive runs saved um, again he he's on one of the best teams in baseball like he's positive and and stolen base for um what's what's the uh um stolen base run saved i was like couldn't couldn't remember i was like gonna say stolen base percentage he which he might be I, I don't have those stats in front of me he's like uh positive and strike zone run saved. like he he does everything well defensively he's well above average for catchers offensively so you know, again, he's in the Adelaide territory. Like, I don't know what else you really need to say about Will Smith, but he's number two. Yeah. Um. For me, a- again,
1: this is a Will Smith season. Uh, mm. This is what he does. He does it every year. And you're absolutely taking that. Yep. Um. I'm personally just I've just been waiting for the Will Smith breakout year that I know right. is there. I know it's there. I know the 140, 150 WRC plus is in there for a full season for him. And I, I, I just I'm just waiting for that to give him that number one territory, because mm-hmm. once he has that MVP caliber season that I think he can have, like, I think 30 homers is in there. I feel like that's a thing he can do. Um, he has the plate discipline. He he hits for enough power and uh, defensively, he's only improved. So um, once he hits that big season is going to be the, the the, turning point. But right now, I'm absolutely taking this version of Will Smith. He's excellent.
0: Yeah. So that right there is the difference to me between Will Smith and Adley. I think both have yes. exceptionally high floors, but I can see the MVP season for Adley, whereas I don't necessarily see it for Will Smith. Yeah, he hasn't showed it yet,
1: even though it's right. you know, we've kind of been waiting for it and right. I still feel like it's there. So I want
0: to see that. Yeah, and that's not even to say like because of his teammates. I mean, he has three guys on his team right now that could win MVP ahead of him. like it's kind of a tough spot to be in (laughs) if you're will smith but i'm just talking about like you know other players aside like i just i don't see the ceiling quite as high for will smith even though he was a first round pick like there's no knock against will smith um but i i I think adley really has that ceiling and we've even kind of been teased with that ceiling whereas like you said will smith has just been the um you know epitome of consistency throughout his career and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we're moving on to number three, and this is a guy, you know, if you've been watching the show for a little while, you know, I've been loving to take my Corey seeker victory lap. You, my friend, I win. you, my friend deserve a Jonah Heim victory lap because you were on the Jonah Heim campaign trail last year when we did this episode. And I think it's safe to say after the 2023 season, Many people are on the Jonahheim campaign trail. Like I was really debating putting him at two. Um, but I I felt really good about him at, at three last year was unquestionably his, his breakout year. Four point four point one F war, 18 home runs, 258, 317, 438 in a World Series campaign for the Texas Rangers. I mean, like if you look at the the Rangers and any World Series winning team, like there's those guys you need to step up their game those those are the guys that you maybe not expect to to fill a, an important role you know you look at the Nats with howie kendrick and and so on and so forth and jonah heim obviously he he was their starting catcher but like he really took his game to the next level and yeah you had Corey Seeger and marcus Semyon and and jordan montgomery like all escalate but like jonah heim deserves just as much credit for the success that the Rangers had and the success that they will have going forward. Cause I don't think this was a flash in the pan one year wonder for Jonah Heim.
1: Do not run on Jonah Heim ladies and gentlemen and everybody else, because this man will throw you out. Okay. That's what he did all season. That's what he did in the postseason uh and yes i will take my victory lap i got <laughs> one right we both got rangers correct good for us yeah. on that on texas
0: i wish we would have taken like some futures bets or something yeah and really no, cashed I... in on our our uh i was gonna say fortitude that's not the word the the excellent prediction I, I, whatever. yeah yeah whatever the the word i was looking <laughs> for there was
1: uh yeah but um you know Heim is is an excellent player i uh, i He's one of the best defensive catchers, obviously, and the bat is caught up to be a a solid level. He's still not an amazing hitter, um, but he does hit well. His plate discipline has improved um, and he's still in his 20s. So another guy who is seemingly going to be around for a while for a good team and uh, should should be, you know, in the conversation of top five for going forward. I don't I don't see how he falls out um, because of the improvements he's made with the bat, Mm -hmm. Um, but. Yeah no I was I'm super super happy that he had a yeah. great year and and yeah. that he's getting recognized for for how good he, he has been and um I'm excited to see what he does going forward.
0: Yeah. And file this under the uh you know captain obvious category but like if Caper Ruiz had the season Jonah Heim did like a, a call it a 775 OPS 18 home runs 103 uh wrc plus I am over the moon (laughs) you know so it's like even though offensively he might not be mvp level or you know even the that kind of just below mvp level but above all-star in between mvp that kind of the level like he's still very very good especially for a catcher and i don't mean to like completely knock the catcher position but just historically speaking it's been a down offensive position because you make that trade you know nine out of ten times absolutely um but jonah heim is quickly cementing himself as a guy who can do both he was already a great defender now he's increasing his offensive uh output like i'm looking at um his fan page right now like as a prospect his, his like game power was only a, a 30 grade yeah that's
1: that's why he was kind of off the radar for a long yeah.
0: time just because
1: the bat was just not there, but now he's, yeah, just he's become, yeah, he's, he's worked his, his himself into being uh, an above average hitter. So that's really impressive from him.
0: What's that like to have player development? I, great question. I got no idea. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be <laughs> nice. All right. Moving on to number four on our rankings. And I, we haven't had an extensive conversation about this player but just my gut instinct tells me that you are very high on this guy. And I mean, obviously I knew what your rankings were. So I saw your rankings. I didn't know you're high on this guy, but William Contreras comes in at number four in our rankings. You had him at number three. I had him down at number six, but uh, he's quickly rising on my, uh, my rankings list. What, what do you love so much about William Contreras?
1: Uh, well, I think first of all, having him at number six is totally valid as well mm-hmm. Um Because he's only done this for one season. Yeah, that was my thing. That was my thing with not even putting him higher because technically by F4, he was the number one catcher. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, obviously, this was only one season. I do think it's going to translate. Maybe not to this extreme every time, but I feel like his defense really got better when he went to the Brewers. Milwaukee does something up there. They've got a catcher lab and it works. He was because, exceptional,
0: especially framing last yes, year. Yes, and
1: the difference between the previous season, of which he was one of the worst framers in baseball, it was like night and day. So I'm, I'm I, there's that concern level because that happens so quickly. But at the same time, he's a young guy. The bad is real. That's definitely not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as the the catcher defense stays at least above average, I feel like um we're going to be seeing William Contreras in the top five. Uh, going forward. But yes, I agree. There is some skepticism because this was only a one year thing so far. Um, The bat, though, was there the previous season. So I'm pretty right. I'm good with the bat. We'll just have to see what happens with the glove. But from from this season, I'm thinking he's going to stick a catcher. So
0: yeah, I think um, if you play 141 games like he did last year and did the things he did defensively, there's a lot of reason for optimism for that defense sticking around
1: yeah that was that's a large. And like like you size. mentioned yeah
0: yeah like you mentioned he he did that offensively with atlanta which hindsight's 2020 i know atlanta ended up with sean murphy out of the deal who who's very good and will be on this list a little bit later but like for atlanta to trade a 24 year old catcher coming off a season where he hit 20 home runs had 139 wrc plus it, it's kind of he was an all-star all-star starter it's kind of wild And granted, they traded for another all-star, but you know, it's kind of wild. Like the Brewers ended up like awesome out of that deal. I don't remember what they gave away in that that trade. But I
1: think that uh, that might have been the one where they traded Ruiz away to. uh, It it was a that was was a a three-team deal, sure. Yeah, but
0: I think you know, not having the you know logistics or the, the exact trade right in front of me, I think the Brewers have to be ecstatic with how they. They ended up in that's uh it seems like a David Stern special, which of course now is in the uh Mets organization, which is just awesome. You know, yeah, just awesome.
1: Fantastic. Um
0: <laughs> the other thing that really contributed to William Contreras' success is he really cut down on the strikeout rate. Uh oh yeah. Even definitely it, it was respectable in 2022 with the 27%, but it was down to a twenty point six percent last year in more games. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really you know, speaking of guys that took their game to the next level, he's He's right there and, and had an excellent season. Um, and as Trey mentioned, like the, the defense was crazy. Like it, yeah. it, it sounds so cliche and corny, but like seeing what William Contreras did one year to the next defensively gives me a lot of hope for Xavier Ruiz. Like yeah, it's, it just it's, takes the right staff, yeah. The right coach. He he switched
1: it on like night and day because like mm. he wasn't he was not good the the previous season defensively. They were DHing him a lot in atlanta yeah. because of that um but he didn't have to be a dh much
0: this the that's past right season. i think that 2022 all-star game um the might have starting been DH. DH, yeah the dh yeah. the starting dh like couldn't make it was hurt or whatever and wilson Contreras was the starting catcher by vote and they made william Contreras the starting dh just yeah. kind of de facto so the brothers could start mm-hmm. which is kind of cool but you know nepotism <laughs> um <laughs> I don't think so in this case. He's actually pretty good. He might be better. Than yeah. Well, this brother. year, this year, he he absolutely deserved it. And I'm sure next yeah. year he'll he'll deserve it too. All right, moving on to number five on our list. Uh, I believe a wise man named, named Trey once said, uh, "The big dumper." If I'm not mistaken, I, I think I did. Um, say, you know what? I kind of
1: nailed catchers last year. What? The
0: heck? You kind of <laughs> nailed the catchers. Cal <laughs> Raleigh comes bit. in at number five, and that was. A little, it wasn't like a spicy take, but it was a little bit of a bold, hot take for you last year. Really banging the uh, Cal Raleigh drum. Um, you were a big fan of the Big Dumper, uh, and he he rewarded your belief in him. He had a thirty home run season last year, four point seven more. Um, you didn't hit for average, but if you're getting 30 home runs out of your catcher spot, you're going to take that. Like I yeah. can't stress <laughs> that enough. Like any team is going to sign up for a 30 home run season out of the catcher who like is respectable in other areas, and it's not like he's he's terrible defensively either. He's not like a league leader, but like he he's solid. He he's really good um, at stolen, or like throwing guys out and stolen holding runners and stolen base run saved and things like that um, and just kind of respectable in all areas but he's kind of that in my mind the top of that tier two list or maybe it's tier three because Adley's just, just like MVP tier, tier. <laughs> yeah but like he's he's at the top of that next tier where you're just like all right this guy might not you know reset the the catching market when it t- comes time to be him for him to be a free agent but he's really really damn good and kind of just the best of both worlds
1: yeah. Um, defensively, he's he's great. And offensively, he's got power. He led the league uh, in catcher home runs with 30. Um, and uh, he, he's a weird hitter, definitely. High strikeout, not going to mm-hmm. hit for average, uh, probably ever. But Correct. Uh, like you said, 30 homers from your catcher, you're probably seeing the benefits ended with a 111 WRC plus. So he was 11% above average with really good defense. Um, I don't see that changing. I feel like this is going to be who Cal Raleigh is, and that's totally cool with me.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the I think nice... any,
1: any Mariners fan
0: would also agree that, that that's cool with them too. <laughs> I mean, especially with the direction that franchise is trending, like who who knows Dude, what, what are, they do. What direction are they even going? I don't even. Yeah, that's a whole separate Also, Cal
1: Raleigh called out their ownership for not spending, so uh, that's pretty badass. All right, I'm bumping
0: Cal Raleigh up my rankings. <laughs> um, the, the nice thing about Cal Raleigh, too, is like, If you want to include his 2021 season, fine. If not, also fine. He only played 47 games. But, like, if you're using those stats, he's trending in the right direction in so many stats. He's cut his strikeout rate down each season. He's increased his walk rate each season. He's increased his average each season. He's increased his on base each season, which I guess, like, if you improve your walk rate and average, like, you're going to improve your on base. But I'm just saying, like, he's trending in the right directions in the categories he needed to kind of. Um, fix mm-hmm. and the the power isn't being sacrificed to do so yeah uh, like he had 27 <laughs> home runs he had 27 home runs in 2022 30 and 2023. in 2023 and in more games played but he's also earning more responsibility like to i i think for a, a true starting catcher, not like a true platoon or anything like that, you can kind of expect like 120 to 130 in terms of games played. Mm-hmm. And obviously the DH kind of changes things now, but Cal Raleigh played 145 games last year. Like it's damn near the whole season. Um, so you can kind of see that he's becoming uh, more trusted in that organization, in that team, and he's earning that that trust and earning more playing time as well. So uh, definitely cool to see for Cal Raleigh. All right. Number six on our list is Sean Murphy, the previously alluded to all-star catcher for the Atlanta Braves that was dealt in that big deal. What last off season Um, where the, the A's are just being the A's. Yeah. 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 Um, You had Sean Murphy down at seven. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I know he started scorching hot and then really cooled off, but his end of season numbers were kind of what you would expect. What are your thoughts on Sean Murphy? Yeah, no, it was the, uh, the end of the year that kind of
1: brought me down on him a little bit Um, dealt with uh, some injuries as well. So he he wasn't like a full, full season. Um, So uh, we got to see if maybe he can stay fully healthy this year, go through a full season with Atlanta. And also, also um, I will say, we do have the second year trend uh, with strong Murphy, where we've been we've we've seen that that, that happens sometimes. So I'm a it's it a little risky for me Olson. to put him down. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the end of the year. He just he did not perform nearly as well down the stretch and in the playoffs, especially. He he was kind of a non factor. I don't even really remember.
0: I don't remember anything he, he did. He struggled mightily, like after the trade deadline. Yeah, it, so that and that was they, they have Travis Darno, so it was like. Okay, we're just going to play Darno. Like he, Murphy only played 108 games last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had like, he had some injury problems
1: there. So that, that could have, could have been a factor. And he's, and like you said, the the final numbers are excellent. So let's not take anything away from him. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I was just a little worried seeing how he kind of faded into the background. Oops, sorry, dropped my phone. Faded (laughs) into the background so much uh, at the end of the season. But, uh, still plenty of time on that, that contract that he signed, the extension to uh, rectify that. Obviously we had the second year thing uh, that we're kind of banking on a little bit with some of these players. Uh, so I could see him jumping back into the top five, uh, but for now, uh, I kept him a little bit further down, still an excellent player. Still would yeah. love to have him on my squad.
0: <laughs> I, I had him ranked fifth yeah. um, in, in my rankings because I, I I am projecting a little bit. I think this was – maybe not the worst season he'll have, but like in his quote unquote prime, like the first three years of that deal, four years of that deal, um, this will probably be the lowest he, he has, you know, assuming he doesn't get injured or anything like that. Um, but despite in him only playing in 104 games or whatever it was, like he was still uh top six in defensive run saved at the catcher position. He was positive and a lot of other metrics as well. Um, so I think he is kind of a good, I don't want to say bounce back because that implies like he was really bad last year and he wasn't, um, but he he's poised for that second year boost that we alluded to. And just a, a quick tangent, I'm so mad at Matt Olson. I picked him for my MVP <laughs> in 2022 thinking I, I had the... The key to success. He sucked in twenty twenty two, and then completely forgot about him in twenty twenty three, and he led the league in home runs. Like know, it's, it's just keeps,
1: it keeps happening too. And you know what? Yeah. Next year is gonna be Trey Turner. It's be <laughs> yeah. going freaking Trey Turner. Yeah. I I, I yeah. can
0: see it coming. We're we're just a year early on everything, and yeah, it's brutal, <laughs> brutal. Um, but yeah, I, I think Sean Murphy is gonna be just fine. And I like we talked about William Contreras. Like, how could the Braves let him go when you're getting a guy like Sean Murphy? It, it it's a little bit more not understandable. a bad
1: consolation prize for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, number seven on our list. We mentioned the old guard before. This is kind of the last of the old guard. Guys like Yasmani Grandal and and Yadier Molina they have since you know retired or I don't think Grandal officially retired, but his contract's up with the White Sox. Who knows what his future holds? J T. Romuto is holding down the fort. He's the uh, the old man around campus and i say that to a 32 year old man <laughs> so, um last year not as best and i think uh, i i mentioned to you when i first unveiled my rankings that like it felt almost sacrilegious to put Yomuto this low yeah but i think that just speaks to the crop of talent that we've had introduced to the league in recent years with with adley and will smith and yeah so uh, much young talent yeah so much young talent um which is a good thing um Mm -hmm. for a while like catcher was a black hole position for like 27 of the 30 teams um if you didn't have one of those premier guys you just basically didn't have a catcher you you know you kind (laughs) of just platooned um Real Muto, again, not his best season, but like his offensive numbers were still solid. 20 home runs, 102 WRC plus like his OPS was in the high 700s, mid to high 700s, 252 um, batting average. So it's like it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't the real Muto we've come to know. His walks were down. His strikeouts were up. um, You know, his, his average was down. The, the power was about the same, maybe a, a little bit down, but about the same. But, you know, Real Muto has been Real Muto because of what he does defensively. And he just kind of got passed by a lot of other guys. Um, not to say he, he's bad, but he just kind of got passed by. So I don't know if it was just a down year. He was, could have been dealing with injuries or, you know, losing Bryce Harper for half the season might have impacted the team obviously having no Reese Hoskins either. So like, I, I don't know. Um, and I'm certainly not writing him off yet, but this could be, this very well could be like the new JT Romuto in terms of like, this is just what he is at this point in his, his career. Yeah. Um, there, there's definitely some concern here,
1: uh, for JT. Cause like you said, the K rate went up to mm-hmm. almost 26% for JT. Yeah, it, that's it jumped.
0: It wasn't just slight. It yeah, jumped.
1: That's rough. So, um, you know, maybe he's starting to get Heist blown away by the heater a little bit. You know, he's an he's a unique catcher because he's an athlete and he's and he's running around. He's stealing bases at the same time. So he might be aging a little quicker. You know, this is just a prediction, Uh, you know, a thought here because mm-hmm. he could also come back next year and be fine. He's only I think he's 30 going into 30, 33, season. Okay. 33. So he's, yep. he's still in his in his uh lower 30s there. So he could come back back out next year and be great. That's why we kept him around on the list, because. In terms of overall war, he was like outside the top twenty, um, mm-hmm. so definitely not the season he wanted. But um, I believe he'll he'll have a better year next year. He had a he, he was a, he was a guy who kind of did the opposite of Sean Murphy. Really struggled in the first half. Second half was a lot better. Played pretty dang good in the playoffs. Yeah, as he well did. so. Um, that that gave me a little bit of hope uh, that he'll he'll be able to. That's turn just it the Phillies
0: as a whole, though. Yeah, like for they real. <laughs> kind of get by in the regular season and playoff, and they're like, all right, let's go. Yeah, and they turn into the arguably the best team in the NL. Yeah, and and, and then again,
1: I mean, if you're you're gonna take this season from a 33 year old catcher, yeah, like we're talking about JT Real Muto, who was, you know, an, a perennial All Star, arguably gonna make the Hall of Fame one day. Um, so, you know it's just below his level. And that's, that's the, that's the real difference. Um, But yeah, we'll have to wait and see this, this, I mean, this could be the beginning of the down the decline, or it could be, uh, he could have a a big bounce back next year. So um, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, I think it's good to keep him keep him around the top seven for now uh, and and Mm -hmm. wait and see
0: uh, how that, how that progresses. It is kind of wild. He only has a 33 career war like yeah it, the catcher it war seems, is a little weird too like seems not, really really low yeah
1: he got a late uh, late start as well i believe i guess like, that's true yeah he was he was a little older when he uh, i would have gone. thought he
0: was in the mid 40s by this point yeah I, um, you, you mentioned he was on a hall of fame trajectory i was like could he still get there and i'm just like um i mean people are talking about joe mauer not being an MVP or a, a hall of famer i'm just like <laughs> Which right. is Wait, if, you're, silly. if you're saying Maurer's not there, like Real Muto's definitely not there. So yeah, I would. I, mean, I, I think Maurer definitely is. So yeah. that's not my argument, but <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's just silly. We, but we yeah, could, no, uh, I, I do wonder if part of the in this is, again, a little bit of a tangent. I do wonder if part of the decision not to bring back Reese Hoskins is to open the door or leave the door open for Real Muta to play first base and DH. And like yeah, well, sort I would think of more have on the
1: a, DH side, because I'm pretty sure right, they're going to go like, with Harper over that. Yeah,
0: no, no, they are. But I just mean like in general, like have first base DH open, you know, put Real Muto at first and Harper DH or you know Harper at first, Real Muto DH, and find a, a good defensive catcher. Like just options, yeah, as yeah. opposed to having every single position locked and loaded, and then having to uh, like bench or sit mm-hmm. Real Muto when like he, you know that needs a day off, you know, yeah. or whatever. And, and
1: that should help theoretically keep him healthy.
0: Yeah. So we'll see if there's a little bit of a bounce back this year with Harper playing the whole year and uh and Real Muto, in theory, having some some more days off from behind the dish. All right, mm-hmm. moving on to number eight on our rankings, talking about catchers that help their team to the World Series. This is another guy, Gabby Moreno, the Diamondbacks rookie catcher, uh, had himself quite the year last year. Um, sorry, I just got mixed up with the stats. 1.7 f4, which honestly feels a little bit too low. Um, but 287, 339, 408, uh, seven home runs in 111 games. But we kind of saw that ceiling really take off in the playoffs, yeah. and that's really he where he really made a name for himself. And I I can't even begin to to imagine what. 2024 has in store for him like this is the guy if i had to pick anyone outside the top five that would make the jump into the top five for me this is my pick uh i'm just so excited for this this kid's future and i think the diamondbacks really struck gold in that trade i'm sure a lot of diamondbacks fans were like why the hell are we trading belton varsho he's such a good player like such a weapon to have on a team and I think the Diamondbacks easily won that trade B- between getting Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who they just re signed and was also instrumental in helping them win the pennant. Like, I, I think you're over the moon if you're a Diamondbacks fan. Absolutely.
1: Um, and then you think about how Moreno's literally 24. That was his rookie year, yeah. his rookie season. And yeah, um, the playoffs. He didn't get enough love
0: for what he was able to do.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, um, you know, you say 1.7, it is it feels a little low. He only had 380 plate appearances. So, he was kind of a uh, you know, they 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 brought him in slow for sure. Uh so but then he he quickly rose once the postseason came around. I, and like you said, I think that's where his ceiling is 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 in his postseason performance.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: he really found the power stroke, started hitting home runs. I feel like he's got more. He only hit um seven homers in the regular season, that's going to go up, uh, as he continues to get more experience. Um, and then defensively, he's excellent. He's an ath- a, f- a full-blown athlete out there. Um, right. Base running is a question mark for him, but that's kind of a question that's mark for catchers. Most catchers. So, um, that's, that kind of hurt his overall war and offensive numbers, but uh, 103 WRC plus for a rookie catcher at age 23, uh, with great defense. Yeah. I'm taking that. And, uh, I agree. That there, if there's a, if there's a dude who could move in to the top five from outside of it, that's a young player. Yeah. It's Moreno right now because, um, <laughs> his, his post performance is, was, was just unreal for such a young player to do what he did. I, I feel like that shows mental toughness and I feel like he's going to be able to battle through maybe some rougher stretches younger and in his younger career, uh, to become a more consistent hitter and consistent player. Uh, going forward, and uh, I'm really excited to watch him as well.
0: Yeah, for any rookie to uh, not be phased by the bright lights is uh, impressive, but especially for a catcher having to to deal with the the short leash and high leverage, every inning in the World Series is high leverage for a pitcher. I mean, just, well, think about it this way.
1: You walk into Dodger Stadium as a rookie on an 84-win D-backs team against a juggernaut. And you go yard (laughs) off of one of the best pitchers ever. Right. I mean, if that doesn't show you balls of steel, I don't know it does. (laughs) So, uh, Moreno, balls of steel. Oh, balls of steel. Super hyper competitor. Super excited to watch him play going forward. Yeah, we didn't. We should have probably prefaced the episode by saying there's so much young talent in the catcher pool now that wasn't there. And it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. So uh, very excited to watch him play even more.
0: Yep. All right. Speaking of young talent, uh, number nine on our list, he was, he just missed the cut for me, but I have zero issues with him being on this list Francisco Alvarez, the, I was going to say mid season call up, but I guess he was called up fairly early in the season. Um, I guess due to who was their starting catcher. Was it uh, no,
1: Omar Narvaez? That's right. That's right. And they brought him up and then, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to say due to injury Um, started a little bit slow and I think because the Mets sold off, I just wasn't paying attention to the Mets anymore. But like his end-of-season numbers are really solid, like 25 home runs in his rookie year, 2.7 WAR, 209, 284, 40, 437. If you just look at the slash line, that's a little bit more of what you typically get from most catchers, like a low 700s OPS, but you don't get the, the power, the home runs that – Alvarez did and again in theory he's going to improve upon the the offensive statistics that um he struggled with this year so I would expect a, a better contact rate more walks a little bit less strikeouts and you know obviously an overall better performance uh out of Alvarez but he was also just kind of as advertised in, in a lot of respects like a great defensively um top 10 in defensive run saved was great framing um, strike zones run saved. Like th- there's a lot to really like about Alvarez. And I think it's safe to say that the Mets found their catcher of the future.
1: Yeah. Uh, another guy, 22 last year, 22 year old season. And uh, he's putting up a 2.7 F4 with just incredible defense. And I I, I want to say he was one of the best, if not the best framer last year. Um, yeah, he's so out there for sure. He he was definitely up there. Um, and yeah, I'm expecting his offense to, to go up. Uh, he obviously had the power uh, with the 25 homers. Um, 209 average, that's, that's a little rough, but he had a 222 BABIP. That's very, very low. Um, he's not going to be a guy that hits for a high average, I don't think. He's more of a power guy. But uh, I think he'll improve from the 209, maybe get to the 240s. Um, and then you're going to see kind of everything go up based on that. Um, but, yeah, the defense is really what has has opened my eyes on on, Alv- on Alvarez. Uh, he's just <laughs> – the framing is unbelievable. He's got an absolute rocket on his right shoulder. Uh, just laser beams constantly from him back there. So, I agree. I think the Mets have found their their catcher of the future, and uh, I'm scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of him going forward for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's the rich get richer. Which I guess the Mets are rebuilding, but they're like buying the rebuild in some respects. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, just...
1: interesting uh strategy
0: for them. Yep. But uh, yeah, right. Alvarez should be should be the guy going forward for them. Yeah. Rounding out our top ten is a guy. I'll be honest, is a, I'm a little disappointed in. Um, at last year, I I can't remember where exactly he fell in our rankings. At probably around six, he was mm-hmm. up there. Um, Alejandro Kirk comes in at number 10 in our rankings. Uh Trey, you had him unranked. I had him ranked ninth. So he just makes the cut over some of our honorable mentions. I still believe in Alejandro Kirk. Uh I think people forget he was he's only 20 or like he was only 24 last year. So he's still young and he had such a good 2022 that it's honestly not a complete shock that he wasn't able to replicate that stat line, especially offensively. Um, and dealt with some injuries, some nagging injuries last year. But, like, if you look at, you know, his walk percentage and his K percentage, like, it, it's within range. Like, his actually, his K percentage was exact the same as in 2022 as it was in 2023. And it's a 10.7. So, it's, like, an exceptional K rate, too. Um, like, we're talking about, I think it was William Contreras, like, had a really good K rate at, at 20.6. Like, Alejandro Kirk has half that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think we are going to see – maybe not quite to the level of 2022, but we're certainly going to see a a slightly better performance than 2023 for Alejandro Kirk. The big thing for me was he got so much better defensively last year. Like he really elevated his game. Um, The thing for me to watch is they still have Danny Jansen, who's another good backup candidate. And I think he cracked our top 10 last year as well. (laughs) Um, And that's not to mention Dalton Dalton Varsha who can also catch, you know? So it's like, is Kirk, the guy it, it certainly seems that way um but like if jansen gets off to a hard start where kirk doesn't then could we see that that change and that shift start to happen um but i, I still believe in uh, his ability and i i think the best has yet to come for Alejandro kirk but the improvements defensively despite taking a step back offensively still leads uh to, for leads me to believe like he he will improve overall in 2024 as he is another year under his belt
1: yeah kirk would be uh just just outside my tent my top 10 he'd be probably my number 11 um it's just the lack of power that kind of yeah turned me away from putting him in the top 10 um but the plate discipline is still there the k rate mm-hmm. is great the walk rate is still good um so i, I think he, 96 WRC plus let's let's get it it's straight for a catcher that's probably above average first yeah all. and and it's and with his defensive improvements like he said uh you're gonna take that so still had a pretty good season um but I, I agree I think he he's a he's a better hitter than this I think um overall I don't know if he's as good as he was in 2022 either it's probably somewhere in the middle seems to be kind of the thing with a the lot theme. of guys yeah, yeah. so um you know, give me a 110 WRC plus with that defense and we are good to go.
0: Right. Um, like double digit home you runs, that. you know, over a hundred WRC plus like somewhere in that range, like he's going to be a, a bonafide top 10 back half top 10, but top 10 guy regardless or maybe so mm-hmm. I'm not writing him off just yet. It, it is my thing. And I wanted to to keep him in the top 10 before I was too reactionary in some respect. Um, But you didn't have him on your list. Instead, you had another guy who comes in as an honorable mention. Do you want to touch on him real quick?
1: Yeah, so my number 10 choice was actually Bo Naylor. Uh, I, I decided to to give him a spot because I, I think what he showed in a limited uh, and broken up, might I add, broken up playing time last year was pretty impressive. He was able to uh, be consistent on defense, and he found his, his hitting uh, ability – Uh, towards the end of the year struggled because they were, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him cook. Honestly, they wouldn't (laughs) let Bo Naylor cook. They kept throwing in Zanino and and another guys. And I feel like now, now they're going to let him, they're like going to let him be the starter. He played well enough to earn that role. Um, He's got a great plate discipline, 13% walk rate as a rookie. I mean, that's unbelievable. Uh, And he doesn't strike out too much. He's like 23%, which is fine. Um, he has power. He is a great defender. Uh, I think Bo Naylor could potentially make the All Star team this year um, because interesting. He, he was two point four f war, 67 games, two hundred thirty plate appearances. That's nothing for that much WAR. I'm I, I was I'm I'm just i was just confused as to why they didn't let him go more, like play him more. He's clearly <laughs> ready and good, and I'm I, I don't know. But now they're gonna they're gonna kind of be forced to. He's forced their hand. Well,
0: that, and they also have a catcher as their manager now. So there might be a little, uh, you know, not like positive bias in that respect. So, um, yeah, I think 2024 is the year of Bo nailer cooking. Uh, My honorable mention came in at number 10 for me was Patrick Bailey. Um, You know, we talked about Gabby Moreno and the rookie season he had for the NLS team. I think Patrick Bailey severely got overlooked. He was exceptional defensively like Mm -hmm. arguably the best defensive catcher in baseball last year i don't think it was arguable honestly i'm pretty sure really was (laughs) all right then even better that helps my point (laughs) he was not the best offensively but again it was his rookie year seven home runs in 97 games 233 285 359 for a 78 wrc plus but still a 2.8 f4 his hit tools and raw power tool should be better Like that's what he was scouted as. He was first round pick back in 2020. Like it should be better. Is it going to get like to a Will Smith level? I doubt it, but it should be better than what it was. Um, Granted it it is Oracle park and that's not the most hitter friendly place. So we'll see, but I think at least his on base percentage and average should be a little bit better um, than, than what it was. And if the defense stays still then he's a a fringe top 10 guy every single year because his defense is just that freaking good and as i said at the top of the show like i'm prioritizing defense a little bit more in my rankings and you know according to trade there's nobody better than patrick bailey and i I think that's a, a pretty certain fact that patrick bailey's exceptional defensively and is is a name to watch for sure heading into 2024
1: yeah. I mean, his defense was so good that it made up for a pretty, not great offensive season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah. Another guy who was a rookie who can improve, who can get better than a 78 WRC uh, And if he does do that with this level of defense uh, and a unique way of throwing runners out, by the way, he has like the the quickest pop time because he's yep. throwing like a three quarter angle. It's crazy stuff. Honestly, you should just check him, watch him play defense, watch him play. It's just interesting to watch. Um but yeah, no, he, if he can improve the bat a little bit more, he's going to enter the top 10 because the defense is wait, well, was the best last year. We'll have to see going forward if it continues to stay that way. I don't see it changing. <laughs> I mean, no. it's kind of hard yeah. to go from literally the best to just like bad. So he's at least going to be good. I don't know. Like he has
0: room well to forward. get worse and still be the best. Yeah, you yeah, know? He, he like had if... the most
1: <laughs> defensive war, I think, in the league or uh, F war. 26.8. It, less than 100 games. Mm-hmm. i mean he didn't even play that much so it's it's just his it's pretty crazy um but yeah, yeah no. it, it,
0: it's also crazy that like joey bart was the heir apparent to buster posey and again like patrick bailey was a first round draft pick, so it's not like he came out of nowhere but you know joey bart didn't really pan out the way the giants had hoped and insert another like just exceptional catcher <laughs> yeah he just here he is yeah another guy <laughs> exactly so that concludes our top 10 rankings for catchers just a quick recap we have adley rutschman will smith jonah heim um cal raleigh oh wait sorry william, william Contreras. william yeah. Contreras, <laughs> cal raleigh sean murphy jt real muto gabby moreno francisco alvarez and alejandro kirk with some guys that are quickly on the rise. Um, so it'll be fun to do this or to revisit this next off season. Next episode, we are tackling the first base position. So that's always a, a fun episode because you got the the heavy hitters there. We got some we got who cares about defense? Who cares about, defense? Dudes who cares about dingers, defense? Defense doesn't dudes matter. dingers, just yep. dudes
1: and dingers and that's it.
0: <laughs> right. So it's it's the exact opposite of the catcher episode. So that'll be a fun one. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not already and you're not watching on YouTube. But go check us out appreciate you on there we are now on tiktok as well at district baseball so be sure to follow us over on there and of course on twitter at district bsb appreciate you guys listening watching contributing commenting all that stuff peace